0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brizik.
1: I'm Cap Mike Kapler along with Joel Brizekee. Once again for Growing in Grace, we're here on a very sort of special broadcast, throwing this together at the last minute, because Joel just got back from Atlanta. And, Joel, you were down there at a special conference that uh, I wasn't able to make it to. Almost made it, but not quite. And uh, I know you just got back even just a couple of hours or so ago. And we want to kind of get filled in with what you experienced down there with Steve McVeigh and uh, everything that took place. Uh, First of all, what, what was the conference called? It was the Radical Sonship Conference. Uh, and it was being
0: hosted by was it by Grace Walk Ministries or, or how did that work? Well, it's kind of a combination of uh of Grace Walk and Grace London which you know, uh, the Grace Project in London and uh they're actually going to be doing a similar conference in London in uh, in a couple months I think. So, it's kind of just a combination of Paul and Steve getting together to uh, do this radical sonship conference. So, you were able to fly down to Atlanta for the weekend,
1: uh, get get there on Friday and come back on, on Sunday, which is when we're recording this, and um, got to meet uh, a lot of people that you have met online and so forth. But since we don't have a lot of time to uh, to cover everything, I'm, I'm really curious as to uh, what you experienced, not only with the people that you met and some of the fellowship you had, the friendships uh, that were made or... or um, strengthened but also uh, what things you might have walked away with from that conference because i'm sure it was just what it said i'm sure it was real radical stuff
0: <laughs> it was really radical <laughs> and really the whole thing like from friendships to uh what was taught and everything i mean we really don't have the time to do justice to it all but uh, uh we can squeeze some stuff in uh, and i've been blogging for almost three years now and i've come to know a lot of wonderful people through that and and so when uh I knew that this conference was coming and we got to talking and said, hey, long story short, let's work it out. And so I went down there and some people from North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama that I've only known through the blogging world basically uh, were able and and also a good friend who lives uh, just south of Atlanta. We were able to all meet each other and spend the weekend uh, listening to Paul and Steve share some wonderful things about the grace of God and in, in our life in Christ and, and his life in us. So the, the friendship part of it was excellent. I mean, I missed those people already and they know who they are. Just got to spend some really sweet fellowship time with with, uh, those friends. And then uh, I've met Steve McVeigh before, as as you have, Cap. He's been to our church here in Waterloo in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and... um, Paul Anderson Walsh, he's someone that I have never met before. I've talked with him online as well before via video and uh, emailed some things back and forth to each other. But he is a really wonderful guy as well. Both Steve and and Paul, they've got some really wonderful insights into the grace and the love of God and and the fact that we've died and that, that our life is no longer us, but it's Christ in us. And so that was they built upon some of those things having to do with that. Well, we haven't talked much since you've been back, just
1: very briefly, and I said, why don't we just splash a program together real quick and and be able to to get it out there online for people who who knew about the conference or maybe even attended it. But uh, one thing that you did tell me was that uh, some of what we've talked about over the last four years to a lot of people in the traditional church world, some of what you and I talk about probably seems pretty radical but you said this was even deeper and even uh, more radical, and uh, but exciting. Can you sort of hit some of the headlines? I, I know it, it's hard for an, an entire weekend to, to summarize it in just a few minutes, but give us some of the headlines on, on what you're walking away with, and maybe we can do... More programs in the future related to these sorts of things.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it it really is something I'm still kind of soaking in 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 a very good way, Uh, just digesting a lot of the stuff. And and some of it was stuff we've talked about before and that I was already well grounded in, and and just kind of building upon that. The radical, others talk about the radical sonship, what they're really getting at is that in, in Christ, uh, the, the way that the two guys share it, Paul and Steve, they're kind of different phases of, of our grace walk, of, of walking in this life in Christ. A kind of a, a childhood phase, a teenage phase, and a father phase, in grace crawling to grace walking. Yeah, I can't remember all the terms, but the, the essence of it, we need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know that God loves us. We need to know our identity in Christ, all of these things we need to be grounded and established in this, and so much of the church doesn 't do that. They start off with you get a person to say it and then just tell them what they 're supposed to do and the church has lost so much of that, but i th- I think this conference was kind of along the more mature uh, aspects of of walking in grace, what it looks like when it 's lived out, uh, not a matter of trying to fo- using grace to follow laws and and, and commands of God, but Understanding that we're dead, that it's it's not God trying to revive something in us. It's about us being dead and his life, his nature being manifested in and through us. Uh, one of the notes I took was a lot of us in our Christian walks, we understand that God is for us. And that's good. He is for us. He sent Jesus Christ for us. And because he loved us so much, he sent his son. Uh, And then we move on to Emmanuel. God is with us, and we're thankful that God has come to be with us. But moving on into some of the deeper things, God is in us. Like I said, we've died. It's not that he's trying to revive something in us. I just said that. He's, He's not trying to get us to be better people, become better Christians. And I might not be doing justice to what I heard, but this is what I got out of it. God is in us. The Trinity, you know, the this, the creator of everything, who always has existed. Eternity past, eternity present, eternity future. God, the Trinity, the Father, Son, Spirit have never not existed. And they exist in a loving, triune fellowship. And that fellowship is never broken. And they said to themselves, hey, let's create let's expand this circle let's expand this this family and so they created human beings in the image of god the the triune god created human beings and and so what this life in christ is about is without going through the whole story of adam and everything it's about that we've been made alive again together with christ and we've been restored and uh, that the kingdom of god is within us and and so it's not just about knowing that we're loved, but about knowing that power of the life of Christ that's in us and flows out to other people.
1: What was it you were talking to me a few minutes ago, Joel, before we started the broadcast, about how typically, um, I don't have the phraseology down, I can't remember it, but how typically churches will, will target a certain area in the lives of Christians, and, and it's really just the flesh at work.
0: Well yeah you know um that's we've you you and I've talked about this a lot in that uh we get this list of, of things that we're supposed to do and and we try to get, to get to work at doing it and even in the least legalistic of churches uh it, there seems to be a focus on what we're supposed to do and the phrase that was used this weekend I wrote it i I can't remember some of my notes if I if I quoted them or just wrote down what I was thinking at the time, but I wrote down nurture versus nature. And the, the nurture aspect is when, uh, you know, a person gets. Get saved and, and they're in and they're in their life in Christ and so and we're trying to get them, we're nurturing them uh, to become a better person. We're nurturing them along, uh, bringing in all the rules and principles and and say, and teaching these things every week and and trying to get people to live by that. That's nurturing people into into good works, which is really in essence a matter of nurturing the flesh, because you can have. You can start off with uh, with bad flesh. You know, did as maybe a person comes to Christ, and before that they've been living a bad life, and then all of a sudden we start teaching them good things to do, and they start doing good things. Well, all that is is changing them from bad flesh to good flesh. I mean, it's, it's not dwelling upon the life of Christ that's in them, whereas nature, nurture versus nature, what the Christian life is really about is that we've become partakers of the divine nature, and so we don't want to nurture our flesh to do better. We want to understand that we're dead, that we've died, and that Christ lives in us, and that it's the divine nature that makes everything happen in the Christian life. It's, it's his life flowing in and through us and out of us for the, for the benefit of others, not just for ourselves.
1: That is so interesting and so fascinating. I can't wait to to talk more about it. Could could we compare this to uh, the two trees, the tree of life in the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Remember, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So a lot of times when people stop trying to do bad things and start trying to do good things, they're still eating off the wrong tree, the knowledge of the tree of, of good and evil.
0: Oh, that's, I de- that's definitely or, a great I should say the, the tree of the knowledge of good and the evil. I had that backwards. <laughs> yeah, everyone has the knowledge of the tree. They just don't know which tree they're <laughs> supposed to eat from. <laughs> but yeah, that goes... I'm, just, I'm just a branch. I, I know nothing. I'm <laughs> just a branch of the tree, branch of the vine. But uh, yeah, that goes along with something Steve said, uh, and this is awesome, man. We're Believe it or not, you know, we've only got a couple minutes left here, but... He said, what's the most legalistic teaching in the church? What's the most legalistic teaching in the church? And he, and he talks about how the man came up to Jesus and said, what, what, what's the greatest commandment? And so Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and, and might, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so the greatest commandment is to, to love God more, you know, to love God. And so the greatest legalistic teaching in the church... This is going to blow people's minds, but the greatest, some people, uh, but the greatest legalistic teaching in the church is that we need to love God more. Uh, Because that's the greatest commandment, is if it's us trying to nurture ourselves, trying to nurture people to love God more, that's nothing but a fleshly deed of us trying to, Find some love within us in order to love God with. Whereas kind of the the natural thing is that we need to learn that we are loved by God, that his life is in us, that it's already been fulfilled. We already do love God uh, because the life of Christ is in us, and that is our life. And so instead of trying to, God, please help me to love you more, help me to love people more, it's let me realize that I'm dead and let me, uh, instead, let the, the divine nature, uh, let, me be, let me partake in that divine nature so that it's his life and love, not ours.
1: So instead of trying to uh, just love God with all my heart, all my soul, all my might, and, and, and by doing that I'll, I'll do the right things, and by doing the right things I'll love God more, instead of that it's more like realizing the love that God has for us and, and dwells in us. Uh, will automatically respond in in a love toward him without me having to put the
0: effort into it. Is that right? Am I getting that? That's that's pretty much what what I've gotten out of it. We try so hard uh, to do stuff when it's not us. It's not about us. It's not about us living the life. It's not about us trying to to do it, but letting go, stepping aside, and, and realizing that I have died. I've been crucified with Christ. The life that I live, I don't. It's the life of Christ in me.
1: Well, obviously, uh, we can't cover it all here in just a few minutes, like we said before, but um, at least wanted to get a little bit of scoop on what took place down there at that incredible conference you were at. I I saw a lot of uh, comments on, on Facebook and so forth and people who were at the conference who were having such a great time.
0: Yeah, It was a really good time and uh i, I really miss the people I, I think um the teaching was wonderful and and i 'm going to take stuff away from from this for the rest of my life that 's just always going to be great but i the the friendships being able to spend some really good time with other like minded people and people that i 've become friends with over the last year or two to actually meet them in person that was sweet it was really was a really was a wonderful wonderful experience uh well i guess uh, mike we got to wrap it up because our time's up and i sure appreciate you uh it was uh, your idea to to kind of do this and so appreciate you bringing up this idea cap and uh, this has been kind of a special edition of, of growing in grace and so we'll be back with you again next time for more talk about this life of growing in god's grace